Welcome to the Mass Bar B Podcast, the official podcast of the Massachusetts Bar Association, available free to members of the bar as well as the public. We feature lively discussions about important legal developments, interesting stories about MBA members, and helpful practical information about the law that matters to all of us. Hello, I'm Jordan Rich, and today's topic is a very important one to attorneys. It's all about malpractice insurance, and we're going to attempt to demystify some of it and advise you what to look for and what to look out for. And joining us today is Terence, we'll call him Terry, Welsh. He's the president and chief operating officer of the MBA Insurance Agency. On the web, it's massbarinsurance.org. We're going to cover several issues, talk about some common pitfalls, and how the MBA insurance program avoids its pitfalls and helps its policyholders. First question out of the box, do lawyers in Massachusetts have to have this insurance? Um, Honestly, no, they don't. It's not a requirement to practice in this state. The only requirement they have is to tell the Board of Bar Overseers or the BBO, as everyone knows it as, Mm. either you have it or you don't. Is there any lobbying effort to to make it mandatory? Well, I think over the years, various associations have tried to get this uh, to be a mandatory feature, but it hasn't gotten any traction anywhere, so it hasn't happened. Well, you're going to educate me and our audience, which consists of obviously people in the field, attorneys and so forth, and the general public. Why is insurance so important to an attorney? The public assumes, I think, in general, that their attorney has insurance. Mm. And attorneys, unfortunately, make mistakes like every other people in other professions. And if they make a mistake and they have no malpractice insurance, then, you know, you have to try to get sometimes blood out of a stone or you're on your own to to mitigate your own damages. And these can be costly mistakes for attorneys and law firms. They can go into the millions. Into the millions. And and the defense costs can be even higher in some cases. But, you know, million-dollar losses are not uncommon in this business. We're going to focus on the work that you do and on the CNA insurance packages. Tell us about CNA. It's a national company. Right. CNA is the largest writer of professional liability insurance in the country. They are a multinational, multi-line insurer big assets, big profit. Um, What's most important to us is that they're a stable market. They have good claims paying ability. They have good financials to back up their claims paying ability. And they have great people that work there. Let's talk a little bit about what you refer to as social engineering or false pretense claims. Anybody can get scammed, including an attorney. Tell us a little bit about that, if you will, Terry. I will. And unfortunately, it is a fact of life these days. And what we see is um, attorneys uh, are very busy. And oftentimes they get an email from someone that says, I just transferred my property. You were the, you were the attorney on it. Please wire the money to XYZ. Here's the, here's the bank. Here's the routing number. Set it on down the line. And what we constantly tell the attorneys is, please check. Make a phone call and say, is this really you? Mm. Because these scammers and hackers are very good at what they do. Very sophisticated. And, and they can make it look like it's the real buyer or the real seller. And there goes the money that you've been entrusted to take care of. You've just signed it away, not on purpose, but you signed it away. And then without insurance, you're holding the bag. Yeah. What's interesting about the mass bars policy is that we actually cover those losses. We pay for those claims when they come in. Unlike a lot of our competitors who have specific exclusions and exclusions are are pieces of a policy that actually take away coverage. So you look way deep down in the bowels of the policy, and there'll be an exclusion for social engineering, which is how this is tagged, or false pretenses. Mm -hmm. And people just say, sorry, 
You know, a company says, I'm sorry, I can't pay this loss. There's an exclusion that says, we're not going to pay this loss. You know, it's ironic. Attorneys are known to, to get into the weeds with their work. There's fine print everywhere in an attorney's life, but it's like the old cobbler shoe issue. He or she is not, because they probably don't have the time or the desire, are not reading that fine print, which is why you're here. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that's why the mass bar is here, because if you ask anybody in their personal life or in their business life, have you read your insurance policy? 99 out of 100 people are going to say, A, I can't find it, or B, I don't understand this simple, easy-to-read policy. I'm no different. If you ask me that question, I'd say the same thing. I think it's-, it's You're not, you're not, it's not an unusual common. situation. Again, that's why we're, we're happy to talk with you today and, and lean on you for information. So we're talking about uh, what the Mass Bar specifically does for its members. CNA is a big company, as you say, with a lot of respect and a lot of track record. I think they go back to the 1890s or something, Yes, they've been around a long time. Right. And let's take point number two that you raised. Uh, CNA does not have what is called a hammer clause. Most policies in the marketplace do. First off, describe or define hammer clause. A hammer clause is designed to do exactly what it says, which is to hammer you into agreeing to settle this claim. And you know, oftentimes what happens is the company will come and make a make an offer and say, "Listen, we want to settle this claim for fifty thousand dollars." And the lawyer says, "Absolutely not. This is a fraud. I'm not going to agree to settle this claim." So the companies say, "Great. Okay, we'll continue to defend it. We'll continue to make a payment when this mm. payment's got to be made. But understand, anything over fifty thousand dollars comes out of your pocket." So you know, we've seen any number of circumstances where a claim will be settled for. $200,000 after an initial offer was made of $50,000. And they go to the attorney and say, by the way, we settled it for two hundred. You now owe us $150,000 <laughs> out of pocket. That's the a mass bar mark. says, yeah. we don't believe in that. We'd rather offer incentives, you know, reduced deductibles, deductibles that go away, rather than hammer you into agreeing to settle when you don't want to settle this thing. Would it be buried in the finer print? It's deep down in in the in the bowels of the policy that <laughs> talks about its settlement provisions and settlement yeah. consents and that kind of stuff. So if you're not doing that deep dive, look out. That's right. Be very, very careful. That's exactly right. Terry, another concern for anyone in the field would be punitive damages and how insurance would help alleviate that. That's a, that's a great point. The insurance that, that the Mass Bar provides its members does not exclude punitive damages. What that means is that when you look at our competitors' policies, they have, again, buried down in the deep bowels mm -hmm. of the policy. It specifically says we do not cover punitive or exemplary damages. In Massachusetts, nearly every claim we get has a what's called a 93A demand. And someone is looking for triple damages. And it also forces the attorney to have different response time. They have to respond faster, provide more documentation. But if you don't have coverage for punitive damages, you're on your own. And unfortunately, these can be big dollars down the line. Let's talk a little bit about the premiums themselves and cancellation policies. You mentioned uh, CNA can only cancel a policy for not paying the premium. I, and I understand why. That, that's why any company's in business right. to make, make right. their nut. Other companies, they have a lot of other reasons why they can pull you? Yeah. And again, there's provisions of the cancellation provision for a lot of our competitors that say, listen, we can cancel your policy with 15 days, 30 days notice for any reason we choose to do it. And over the years, we've seen that happen on any number of occasions where a company loses its, its appetite to write this business or they've mm -hmm. had too many losses. They just send out notices to all their clients and say, by the way, we're invoking you know, paragraph 14, section 2 that says we're canceling your policy in 30 days. And what one of the hardest things about it is, A, you send the 
the attorney scrambling, and if they've written a bunch of business, then everybody's scrambling at the same time. Mm. The second thing is, oftentimes we have to issue a certificate of insurance on behalf of the attorney to another client, to a bank, to a to a construction company, anybody that says, hey, this attorney has insurance. But what the companies are required to do is if they cancel the policy, they've got to send notice to every one of those certificate holders. So if you're a customer of this particular attorney, a client of this attorney, you're going to get a notice that says, by the way, your attorney not going to have any insurance in 30 days. Doesn't bode well for his or her reputation. Horrible hit to terrible, reputation. Terrible reputation. While we're on the subject of premiums, <clears throat> most of us know that medical malpractice premiums are sky high. They're very expensive for obvious reasons. What's the general cost in terms of premiums for lawyers in this kind of insurance? Well, the, the good answer is it depends. It mm-hmm. depends on really what you do. Um, certain areas of practice are higher than other areas of practice. For mm. example, if you're a criminal attorney, your rate is very low. If you do intellectual property work or personal injury work, your rate is higher. Then you look at how much you want to buy, what deductible you want to have, if you've had any losses, if you had any claims. All those things are factors. So, that- so it's different than, say, the standard medical issue, because in, in medicine, if you're a doc, you're dealing with people's health. But there are different levels of the law, as you point out. Sure. And if you were Understood. if you were a new attorney just starting out, for example, and you do an average area of practice in terms of, of hazard, your premium would probably be between $1,000 and $1,500 for the year. Mm. So you know it's not horribly expensive. I mean, it is an expense, especially if you're just starting out. But as you get more experience, your premium goes up because you have more clients and more experience. Your role, we touched on it briefly at the beginning, but your role working with the Massachusetts Bar Association is to help incoming members and those who do not have insurance policies understand the process. What about those who have existing policies? Are you looking at those and helping people maybe adjust? Absolutely. We look at you know members who don't have our insurance, but members who do have it. And every year we go out and we we have a discussion with them and say, okay, tell us how your practice has changed. And, and we have a lot of attorneys who are unfortunately getting to the end of their careers. Mm. And we talk to them about what happens to your exposure or your risk after you retire. You know, they come to find out that if you're with the Mass Bar's policy, you end up with a free lifetime policy, you know, for anything you've done in your 30 or 40 or 50 years. That's a very important point. So an attorney retires after, say, 30 years of practice. Five years later, there's some issue that has to do with a case that he was involved with when he was paying the insurance. That is covered. That's covered. And we see a lot of that in real estate. For example, you did a real estate closing 20 years ago. You now retire. You're sitting on the beach in Florida having a Mai Tai. And all of a sudden, you know, they go to transfer the house. There's a problem with the title. There's a problem with an easement. You know, you're retired. Your business is closed up. You don't have fifty or a hundred thousand dollars to pay for a loss. That's why this policy steps in and pays that loss. Terry, another important issue is coverage for nonprofit uh, directors, members of a board, or officers. These are attorneys going out and getting involved in the community and nonprofit organizations. How can this insurance benefit them? The the bar association encourages members, and the practice itself encourages members to be out in the community and be part of these nonprofits. And if you're working for a small nonprofit, and most times they're not going to have insurance because they can't afford it. And so when you've got four people on the board, you've got a librarian, an electrician, Mm. a plumber, and an attorney, and something goes wrong, you know, the natural progression of who's responsible, who should have known better, it drops right in the lap of the the attorney. And they get held to a higher standard. So because of the Bar Association, 
wants attorneys to be out there doing those things. You know, the, we've convinced CNA over the years to make sure that we give full policy limit coverage for attorneys who are working for a nonprofit and get sued. For the bigger boards, as you say, for the commercial boards, they often have that provision for their members, all kinds of protections, but not, you know, like you say, the local charity that uh, an attorney or anyone is involved with. I know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly right. And it's unfortunate because they do hold those people responsible. They hold them to a higher standard. Let's also talk about the policy definition of a claim. And you say here that it includes full policy limit insurance protection for privacy claims and client network damage claims. I'm throwing a lot of word salad sure. at you, but yeah. can you delineate what that's all about? Sure. You bring it down to, you know, an attorney who gets hacked. You know, again, we go back to those hackers and the people mm. who are after information and and they get into your system and they infect your system and your system then infects somebody else's system. So one of the things that we wanted to do was to make sure there's enough money in the policy to pay for that. So a lot of our competitors have caps. They say, we'll pay 10000 or pay 15000 And we wanted to make sure that the mass buyer attorneys were covered properly. And so we put in full policy limits. So if you have a million dollars worth of, of coverage, you get a million dollars worth of coverage for these kinds of events when they happen. So Again, if you're a small attorney, you can't buy a cyber policy. You can't buy, you know, that kind of thing because it's too expensive. That's why we make sure that those coverages are in the policy for mass bar members. The advent of cyber crime and cyber shenanigans has changed everything, hasn't it? Oh, you're exactly right. And look at how people are dependent on their phones. They're dependent on email. You know, they're they're out there on Facebook. You know, any number of those uh, those opportunities give exposure to them to have somebody get their information and hack them. When it comes to insurance, we all know what it is. We have to have it in many respects, protecting our family, protecting our lives. But let's just remind people why it's so critical for someone who's dealing with issues of the law and particularly civil matters, why, again, this is so important. Well, if you look at the amount of claims that happen on a yearly basis, and and society is more litigious than it's ever been. When you look at, at people being... Uh, attorneys being tapped to say, you did something wrong, even when they didn't do something wrong. And and more than half of the dollars we spend on claims go for defense costs to mm-hmm. say, you didn't do anything wrong, but you needed to have a, a good defense to prove that you didn't do anything wrong. But, you know, the way the world is these days, everyone gets sued for anything. You look the wrong way, you're going to get sued. If you had a problem or not, you're going to get sued. If somebody didn't get the outcome, you know, we see that on a regular basis uh. where somebody thinks that, they, they got a million-dollar case. They got rear-ended in an auto accident, and you know, my attorney's going to get me a million dollars. Well, when the case is worth $20,000 and you get paid twenty less his fees, then there, you have a gap. And I tell attorneys all the time, you're in the expectation management business. Your job is to manage your client's expectations from the time you meet them to the time you settle the case because the expectations will go up and down. And when you look at you know how people handle expectations, if you've got a Fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollar gap in expectations. Clearly, they think you've done something wrong, and they sue you mm-hmm. for malpractice. So it's important to have that protection in place. Terry, how can people best get in touch with you to find out more? You can get a hold of us any number of ways. You can get us hold us through the Mass Bar's website. You can get a hold of our own website, which is massbarinsurance.org. Um, you can get a hold of us by phone. We have an office in Boston. We have an office in Springfield because the Mass Bar is a statewide organization. We want to make sure we have representation in both parts of the state. You know, people go past 495. Sometimes they think it's, you know, 
cowboys and Indians still out there. But, you know, we want to make sure we have good representation throughout the state. And you cover both sides of the state. Both uh, sides. We cover the whole state. You must have good auto insurance. Yes, we have, drive. we have great auto insurance. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for sharing with us some of the high points and also some of the needs that are out there. And we really appreciate your time today. You've been listening to the Mass Bar B podcast, available free at massbar.org and downloadable on most popular podcast platforms, including Apple, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. If you're a consumer in need of legal assistance, contact the Mass Bar Association's Lawyer Referral Service. You can call them at 866-627-7577. Once again, that's 866-627-7577. Or visit masslawhelp.com. Let us connect you to a lawyer today. Mass Bar Beat is produced by the Massachusetts Bar Association, and we invite you to subscribe so you'll never miss a beat. This is Jordan Rich, thanking you for listening.